chapter further revealed. What is going on, everyone? Episode 52, after further review, we are back after Super Bowl Sunday, and now there's not going to be any football for six, seven months, so kind of a sad time for that. But that also means baseball is getting around the corner. But we got NBA, we got Super Bowl, we got MLB, maybe even a little UFC at the end. But we got we to gotta start Super Bowl. It's the big nugget and the moment we've all been waiting for. Uh, were you guys surprised at how the game actually went? I feel like we previewed it pretty on point. I mean, Ben's score predict- prediction of 2016 Chiefs was like... Had a shot. It had a shot yeah. for like... Three and a half quarters. I mean, we... I was sweating because I didn't bet it. (laughs) (laughs) If it actually hit, I was going to be a little salty. No, but I mean, I feel... I mean, we we broke it down. I I think we talked about, like, nowadays it's easy to put QB versus QB. But, I mean, the 49ers, you know, their defense, the Chiefs defense, everyone showed up and all three factors of the game matter, which I personally think makes for a better game when you have to punt sometimes or decide whether or not to go for it on fourth down. You know, we, we saw a lot a lot of punts, mm-hmm. some turnovers, some scoring, some tutties, you know, a CMC touchdown, which a bunch of people could have predicted that. Probably a bunch of people made money off of that. But overall, I, I think it kind of went how I thought it would. But it, it was good for not really liking either team. It was better – than anticipated but i think we we were spot on yeah yeah i agree i felt like once kickoff happened all the hate and like grudges in that moment kind of went away and it just felt like okay this is the last football game i just want it to be good and i think it definitely delivered and especially if you like defense this was a game for you you know just it's a lot of strategy involved and if you hated that then you suck as a football fan and you're the reason why the nfl sucks as a product because that's, I think there's more strategy involved and every play means so much more. And that's how you end up with a game that ends up in overtime and Patrick Holmes scoring on somewhat of the last play of the game, uh, even though this basically brings up a good point. Did you guys know that the overtime rules changed and it kind of rolls over to like quarters at that point? Like it won't just end in a tie. I knew it changed. I didn't re- realize the quarter part of it, um, but I did know it at least had changed, which gave each team the ball, which I think is a good yeah. I, I mean, especially after some of the instances in the playoffs, to not even get a chance, I don't think that's appropriate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I knew it changed too. Obviously, whenever they change something, the NFL has to change a bunch of little things about it. But overall, I mean, I was aware of it from – Honestly, the start of the season, I remember us talking about it when it first happened, and I thought Bill Vinovich did a great job of explaining it to the captains too while we're out there. And we don't have to dive into all this right now, but of course, like that was like the controversy of the Super Bowl. I saw right after it ended, like six hours later, the 49ers players didn't understand the new rules. Um, Kyle Shanahan knew it. The coach, the coaches knew it. I mean, if I know it at home, like. At the end of the day, they kicked the field goal knowing the Chiefs were going to get the ball no matter what. They, they knew the situation, and it's not like you go out there, it's a 15-minute quarter. It's not like regular season where it's a 10-minute period where you like can have an eight-minute drive and basically run out the clock for the other team no matter what you do. It, 
there was 15 minutes. So no matter what happened, Mahomes was going to have plenty of time either way if you knew it was one quarter or not. But it was a little weird how, yeah, like timeouts reset and stuff, but I don't think any of that really played a factor. Yeah. Yeah, I was meaning just more the like if that quarter just ended, it goes to like another 15-minute quarter. Like I thought they would just set the ball up at like the 25s and like you just do like college shootout. That'd be intense. Yeah. So, like I didn't because I was like, oh, this is weird. Like if the Chiefs don't score here, like I guess it's over. And then Tony Romo was like, well, you have to remember this is like another game basically. I was like, that's weird. So I feel like part of the 49ers were like, well, let's just let the, let the clock runs out. It's done. Really? Yeah. And obviously it was not the case. So that's why the Chiefs are so relaxed and never using a timeout on that last drive. So, and I was confused too. I was like, I was saying, why aren't they like even attempting to stop the clock at any point? Like there wasn't yeah. anything. So obviously the Chiefs knew it's like, it's okay if this doesn't end, if this drive doesn't end before the clock hits zero. You yeah. Know, like kind of weird. It's weird because it's almost like they're playing another first half. Yeah, because it wasn't like there was a two-minute warning yeah. either. So that that part is a little weird. Well, I just figured once the once the quarter ends, it's like that's over. Like I don't know, just kind of like if the Chiefs would have just tied it there, it would have just kept going and going until either like the you know typical way it ends. But yeah, it's kind of like hockey. Kind of weird. Like yeah. I mean, we've yeah. seen like hockey's had like there's been players who played in like seven, eight period games because in over in in the hockey playoffs, you know, they don't go to a shootout. And so, I mean, they changed the rules too. It's I think it's four and four now. Just but like how the NFL did it, I, I like that the over in the playoffs, like regular season's the regular season, regardless of what sport it is, but. Yeah, I think, I think they did do a good job, and it, it was a little confusing. But I mean, that came out. I just saw something that Kyle Shanahan basically said how all of the he was he told the entire coaching staff to make sure everyone understood the rules. So I, I give him at least props. Throwing everyone else, yeah, in. yeah. I mean, he's not a good coach, and he threw everyone else in the bus. But at least he's taking credit and not making an excuse as well as the rest of the team did. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the 49ers had the lead at half, and even at that point, I just kind of had a feeling. I was like, this is such a Chiefs game where you know they're going to win this. Like, Yeah. And, and, like, not even that the refs were calling them a lot of favors. Like, I wouldn't even go as far to say that. It was just they kept putting themselves in a position to capitalize, and they did it time and time again all the way out through the game. And the 49ers just – it. this was really reminiscent of the first time they met in the Super Bowl. Like, it was pretty much the same script almost of, like, the defense did a pretty good job of holding Patrick Mahomes most of the game. And then just, I mean, it's that's a tough task to go the full game plus an extra quarter, basically, trying to defend him and Kelsey. Yeah. And I feel like the 49ers, outside of using McCaffrey, it was like, I don't feel like Kittle really got involved. I don't feel like Ayuk really did much. And I feel like that probably could have been a difference maker for them. Yeah, they had to get more creative than the Chiefs. That was one thing that I yeah. wasn't really expecting. I mean – um, you know, obviously the corners on the Chiefs. Shanahan called a, a few good plays to try to get some of his stars involved, like the one play where he had Ayuk in a stack formation to go one on one against the safety. But I mean, obviously not creative enough. And you can put part of that on Brock. Um, circling back to Mahomes real quick, I feel like it kind of reminds me of just a Patriots game where it's one of those 
low scoring defensive battles, but because of how it ends, you know, Brady always got all the credit. And I think we need to give a lot of credit to the, the chiefs defense too. Um, Spagnola, I feel like he's, he's never been a good head coach, but he's obviously been solid defensive coordinator and, but i mean i feel like there's still we're like jumping around there's i'm just like thinking of there's a lot that actually happened yeah it was a good game like yeah i I wanted to say this for the last few super like this game i thought was one of the best super bowls i've seen in a while just the the high level of play i mean there was times that seemed a little sloppy but it was a really competitive game for anyone that thought the first half was a snooze fest like i saw comments like that that's i mean i thought it was great so for anyone yeah thought that i think is ridiculous but yeah was i wasn't a, tuned out yeah, at all no it was a great overall game um really competitive it was definitely a little long for my for my taste i was like dang this game's like trucking like four hour mark and, seventh longest game ever yeah yeah i mean this would have been a good time for it to start early or be a saturday game yep yep exactly <laughs> yeah but yeah it was a, I, it felt like the chiefs were gonna somehow pull it out all game and but I, I really enjoyed the Super Bowl and it was kind of nice not necessarily having um, a dog in the fight for this one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, with with the Chiefs, I feel like this was the only time I wasn't 100 percent comfortable with them winning. But it's because we picked them to win in our two in our two team AFR parlay. Yeah. So, of course, the one time I bet on them, I'm like, this is the time my homes isn't going to come through for for us um both the picks hit both the picks hit yeah. overtime was key you know mvs had that huge touchdown catch um earlier in the game but overtime he had two catches on that drive i mean one went for minus three yards but he hit his yeah, yeah. one and a half um so that, that was super hype for the afr team also my first ever hit congrats in afr took a year but we got a hit so hey you know more thing more things coming down but but there, I mean, there was a lot. The 49ers, um, they had to deal with the injury bug a little more. I thought the Dre Greenlaw one was really, yeah, really that weird. was that was tough. I, I thought that looked like an Achilles, the way that like I don't know. Yeah, it is. It's it's an Achilles is out. Yeah, oh, was it? Yeah, that's oh, like, yeah. I mean, they're yeah. so vague when they first report it. But I, I will say shout out to Julia. I found out from her and her mom last night that she went to high school with Orrin Burke. Who's that? Oh, Warren Burks, the guy who replaced Drake. Yeah, Greenlaw. the guy who replaced Greenlaw. Warren really? Burks. Yeah. So, whoa, oh, that's crazy. He used to play for the Packers too. He's a good immaculate great guy. Oh, oh my there you go. I that's think he actually played for the Cardinals for like a f- yeah. couple. Well, I just know her of- mom. Her mom had him as a student because she worked at the school at one point, and she. I don't know why. She like commented how he was like, like a lot of, like the football players were just like didn't care about like don't care about school, but he was always like like really just like in in tune and like always trying to read and like i feel like in the nfl though you have to be someone like that like you have to be you have to be able to study and like concentrate and like work on film like you can't just ignore that stuff so anyway just a fun fact yeah i I mean linebackers are i think one of the smartest yeah one of the you have to be one of the smartest players yeah. in the game. But, but to your point, Greenlaw, yeah. that was that was tough. It was weird. Yeah. I don't know. Sometimes these players get they're like so amped up, smelling yeah. salts, whatever they yeah. do. And he was like jumpy on the sidelines, like stop, start, stop, start. I'm like, he just needed to chill out. Yeah. I mean, he's a really emotional guy. And I, I feel like even on the plays he was making before that, he was just playing it like so aggressively. Like he was either gonna hurt himself, which he did, or hurt someone else. And yeah. 
Which like, is his play style. Yeah, like, I get it, but it, and like, I heard, too, that he was dealing with, like, a lot of injuries, so I was kind of surprised he even made an appearance in the Super Bowl. Like, he could have been out based on, like, what he had. So, just for that, it's like, I guess that's why he was so emotional and trying to make an impact, but it was like, man, dude, like, know the, know the moment yeah. and, like, where you're at. Yeah. You know? I, don't, I don't think it really – I don't think it hurt them as much as I thought it might, though. No. I mean, Fred Warner's mm-hmm. so good that – like yeah he helps a lot of cleaning things up yeah Yeah. and i mean this was it's a little bit of a feel bad for a 49ers team that i feel like easily was more talented than the chiefs team yeah just another feather in mahomes cap just and you know that defense you know they they bent a lot in the first half it felt like the 49ers could have been up by way more than they were i mean they were going up and down the field they were getting giant chunks and for them to only give up what was it 10 i think 10 10 three the yeah, points yeah you're giving up 10 at the half when it felt like it could have been like 17 to three or even like 20 yeah. to three i yeah. mean they, they let mahomes stay in the game and yeah they, they definitely deserve a lot of credit yeah it was like one of those good old-fashioned classic football games um like Lindsay and i were even talking about the chiefs right at the end of the first half just chose to take the points, the field goal, the, the short bucker one. And yeah. then they came back in the third quarter on another drive where they could have gotten aggressive and they just, you know, decided to, it's okay to stall out, take the points again. And that's why sometimes these lower scoring games, you don't have to do too much. You just have to hang in there. But we also have to point out there was literally two different field goals kicks that broke the NFL field goal record for Super Bowl length. I mean, I didn't yeah. realize 55 yarder was going to do it. But then the fact that Bucker broke Moody's record a quarter later was just amazing. And yeah. Moody just decided to follow it up with a break with an extra point, which literally could have cost I, him the game. I literally like elbowed Julia when that was happening, but he's about to break this. Yeah. And these lowest yeah. scoring games, I mean, that's a big part. I'm sure he puts a lot of blame on himself. The Chiefs can go down and go for a touchdown and get it and win, right? But but with that in your back pocket, like people take extra points for granted all the time. I don't know, not know why he was line driving that. The the two different Chiefs got hands on yeah. that. So but yeah. and Rutgers 57 yarder, that thing when they showed that, that was replay, low <laughs> drive and like barely yeah. got through two hands. I was like, oh my goodness. Yeah. I forgot they were in a dome too, which obviously helps. And um, yeah, Patrick Mahomes reckoning in a dome is like it doesn't even they're mad in numbers. Yeah, I mean, and to be, I mean, to be where he's at, three Super Bowls in seven yeah, years, twenty-eight, six starting years, I think, in the league. So three Super yeah. Bowls, twenty-eight. I mean, we're gonna they're gonna have that conversation now. I mean, you saw – did you guys see the animation of – it was yeah. like Tom Brady running and passing the Super Bowl, which, which is just – The thing is, though, he's never going to live down, even if he goes like 6-1 and one the rest of his career in the Super Bowl. His one loss is going to be to Brady. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Which is just – I mean, it's, what, it's, it's, like, it's literally like the MJ LeBron thing. I mean, there's going to be people, especially our generation, no yeah. matter what happens – no one's going to play 
20 I mean maybe but I don't think as many people that many quarterbacks are going to play as much as Brady did and have that many opportunities and there's definitely a lot of luck involved I mean we all the tuck roll the Chris the Chris Jones sack and the AFC championship yeah like there's so many factors that help Brady get there but well and especially with the money now like the money Mahomes is going to make now compared to what Brady made throughout his career like he might not want to. There's no reason for him to stay. I mean, not that Brady didn't make a lot of money. He obviously did, but yeah. the money now for quarterbacks is crazy. And Deshaun Watson set that bar pretty high. Yeah, yeah. I will say. I mean, the Chiefs, like the Tyree Kill leaving a couple years ago, was a big. That was a big deal, and they responded with two straight Super Bowls. So and Tyree Kill's just been on his couch. I know he's having great regular seasons. Yeah. <laughs> Who is still but, not it? I don't know when yeah, they're going to see And that's that. like, that's another thing, too. It's like, everyone's like, well, the Chiefs played like crap all year. And of course they win. And it's like, yeah, this is literally every sport, every single playoffs. The best team never wins. And it's like, it's just what, I don't know what it is, but it's like, this is what yeah. always happens. I mean, like, they still won 11 and six. It's not, it's not like they had yeah, a they terrible didn't have a bad year. year. They just stumbled no. a little bit. They started really hot and then just like didn't look like, a Super yeah. Bowl team. But the thing yeah. is, to to both your points, I mean, the Niners could have laid it on them. The Ravens game was low scoring, you know, if Lamar was playing. And yeah. that's why I think the big part of this run, there was plenty of Tom Brady Super Bowl wins that were that you should give credit to the defense and Bill Belichick. And I think this was a run where it was more on, you know, the Chiefs corners and Spagnola pressuring and Chris Jones and Obviously, Mahomes is the guy manning under center on the offensive side. But this run, I think, you know, give a lot of credit. Mahomes gets the, the trophy, but his teammates were a big help. And Yeah, the defenses really just did a lot to get the offenses off their game plan and just could never recover. Yeah. It's crazy. And I felt like a lot of – I was interested to see if the Chiefs would run back the same kind of game plan that they had against Lamar and just because of all the weapons and like the spacing they can get into and it felt kind of similar. Obviously it's a little bit different not having Brock Purdy as a threat to run all the time, but yeah, I mean, it's just crazy that they can stifle people as much as they can. And it doesn't even seem like you could name five people on their defense. Like yeah. it's just crazy that like most people I don't think would be able to like do that. Compared yeah, to, like, other defenses. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, Steve Spagnuolo, I mean, he was a – I think he got a raw deal when he was a head coach, too, with the Rams and Sam Bradford being a Bradford. <laughs> so that never helped them. And then they – like, there was a lot of other stuff I, I heard that went on. But I think he's got four Super Bowl rings as a defensive coordinator, and that's the most ever in the NFL. So it's pretty impressive. And, like, I even remember last year at the beginning of the season, people wanted to fire him. And he was like, it's literally, like, four games in, and we have a bunch of new people. And, like, even since then, it's just been, like, they don't have anything to complain about. Like, you can't complain about that guy at all. Like, he's coached up two wildly different defenses. Like, they've changed people, and, like, it doesn't matter. They just keep, like, two of the same people in place, like, three almost. It's been just been, like, Snead, Bolton, and – Chris Jones have yeah. been like and the Chris anchors. Jones, Chris Jones missed like the first half of the year this yeah, year. Yeah, he sat out and like they lost to the Lions opening night. So that wasn't a good start. 
And then, yeah, obviously he was holding out, which made things even worse. But, I mean, they weathered it. All those losses just only made them stronger. So, yeah, they were 11-6, and six, but they're a strong 11-6. and six. Like, they know a lot about themselves yeah. because of those six losses. And now they're the ones who get to be the champs. Yeah, Mahomes now, you know, no one in our lifetime has since 2000 has gone back-to-back besides Brady. And I didn't realize that no teams ever won three straight Super Bowls. And obviously the Chiefs made it clear, which I kind of hated that. That was really, really just classic. And we can talk about Travis Kelsey in a second between him and Mahomes. Just really cocky how, you know, their plan was to win two so they can have a chance at three. I'm like, bro, like a month ago, you did not think you were going to be standing here with the trophy right now. Like being realistic, like just. That that's what I I know Ben. You don't really hate them, especially not as much as the Patriots. But over time, I think that stuff's just starting to eat away at me. And comments like that, I'm like, of course, Kelsey's, now they're going for three. Kelsey's getting a little bit on my, and I don't know if he's just getting yeah. caught here because now Taylor Swift's his girlfriend, and he's just like thinks he's all. I don't know, Mahomes. Bro, when he bodied Andy well, Reid. Can, yeah, we, can we just yeah. talk about how disrespectful that was on the biggest stage and? Just think of how much of an icon he is. How many yeah. football players now are going to think that they can do that because Travis Kelsey yeah. bodied one of the best Whoa. coaches of all time? Yeah, yeah. You don't do that to you don't do that to a coach on any level. Yeah, like just, just you're set. You gotta know. I know he was he was having a rough first half, didn't get the ball, but you cannot just yeah spaz out at your especially at your coach. Yeah. You don't do that, and you have to yeah. credit. They have a loaded lineup of tight ends, Watson. Noah Gray and Blake Bell. And like t- when you have four tight ends that can, you know, be out there, maybe Andy Reid doesn't need Travis Kelsey out there. Like he should be just oh, hyping yeah. up his teammates Andy, on it was an Isaiah Pacheco running play. They're lucky to bench him. Street, yeah. Street I mean, he's definitely gonna get fined by the NFL, but I just imagine like how many other players that could have happened to and they would have gotten thrown out of the game. Like yeah. an official would have been like, yeah. I don't know, just for somebody step in and they get benched at the second half. So, but then like the thing is, is like even when Gronk and Brady were the were the duo running the NFL, like even at Gronk's height, like he he's like cocky, but he's not a douche about it. He's just like a big buffoon. So it's like, yeah. ah, shit, he just got a forty yard touchdown on me. But he's like, I can't really hate. Like yeah. I know he's not like a really malicious guy. Like yeah, he just know, like Travis Kelsey. Yeah, like Travis Kelsey just seems like a high school like kid locked in there still, where he's just like petty about shit. And he's like the guy right now that's like thirty and still living in his hometown and going to all the bars with like his high school football jacket on and like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, did you see? Did you guys hear his his like whatever of a speech? Like yeah. Viva Las Vegas, like three times, so and then screamed yeah. it, and then like. Oh my god! Do you do you remember the game where they? It was like it, probably Alex Smith's last game with the Chiefs, like playoffs game with the Chiefs, and they're playing the Titans and they lost. Like, just find his post game interview. It's the most cringiest thing I've ever seen, and like I still think about that all the time. And like it never comes up. But like he kept calling the ref zebras like fifty times in an interview, and like oh I don't. Know, I forget. I forget what happened with that game. So it's something happened, and like the Titans got a call. 
or was it I called? You gotta be able to start pulling stuff up, like because yeah. I, we gotta get that. We gotta get. Can that. you find it real quick? Can you pull it up on here? Can we hear it through there? Or we'll... what is it called? Just type in um, Travis Kelsey post game interview, Chiefs Titans playoffs. Will people be able to hear this if you play it. Should be able to. It, it might have been 2018, I guess. Whenever Alex, it wasn't Patrick Mahomes' quarterback. It was against the Titans, you said, Chase? Yeah, I'm like 90% sure it was against the Titans. All right, let's um, let's take a look quick and see if this is it. Um, oh, it's... I'll tell you what, it's been seven years coming, baby. No, this is, this is not it. It's when they lost against the Titans. When they lost? Yeah, it was um, try 2018. like an outburst no it's just like the way he was like it was on his it was on the field too we can we can yeah we'll have to find it it was just like so cringy like the way he was like just bashing the refs i'm sure he got fine for it but yeah yeah Yeah, i mean i think like to your point and it's weird because brady and mahomes are getting compared and then you got gronk and kelsey getting compared And then the and, no-name receivers getting compared to the no-name yeah. receivers. And to me, yeah. Kelsey, Kelsey, I'm a big stack guy. And Kelsey, you're gonna by the time you look at the end of his career, because Grok didn't play as long, Kelsey's gonna have a lot more stats. He's probably gonna have more yeah. of that. Can we compare their stats between like their ages now? We probably can. I the, the big thing for me between the two is that Gronk was Gronk he is missed a lot. Yeah, but he's also like way more physical than yeah. Kelsey ever was. Like he, there's yeah. you can watch highlights of him just stiff arming guys to the ground. Just and he was yeah. a really underrated blocker for the Patriots too. Yeah, kills oh, yeah. him was a better comparison to Gronk. I yeah. feel like than Travis Kelsey is. Yeah. 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 We'll have to dive into that. Yeah, we'll have to bring those those stats up. See if we can. I mean, that's that's good off season conversations. Yeah, yeah, we can do like yeah. um, plan ahead. I mean, I know like some of the things like Kelsey's up to what fourth now all time receiving for tight ends and. Yeah, I mean his numbers are ridiculous. They're like even against some of the guys who are leading ahead of him, he blows them out of the water. Yeah. It's just a I matter mean, of he's time. Had, he's had Andy Reid his whole career. Get like. Gronk and him have both had really good coaches. Yeah. Played with. And even Alex Smith is a was a great quarterback for him. Yeah, Alex Smith was a, a good quarterback. He's a good tight end quarterback. Yeah. He's a, and yeah. before his injury, he was they were a playoff team. They weren't yeah. bad. They just weren't they weren't like a team to make noise in the playoffs, but they would always get to the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the I just bringing those tight end stuff up, I just wanted to mention quick. I know this the uh, Hall of Fame stuff came out. And I was super surprised to not see Antonio Gates. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, he got snubbed. And I agree. I feel like he's obviously going to be a lock next year. But yeah. I thought it was kind of surprising they didn't give him it, considering he had such an insane career. Yeah, with one team. And I, I looked, and he's third all-time receiving yards and tight ends and third all-time with receptions for tight ends. <laughs> so, and, so I was – pretty surprised yeah. on that. I mean, I I like some of the other choices, like Andre Johnson. It made me feel old hearing some of the names. Devin Hester and yeah. Andre Johnson. I'm like, yeah. he, he just playing? I'm like, Julius Peppers. Julius yeah. Peppers, he was a big defensive. Yeah. Patrick Willis. 
Yeah. Yeah. We the fact that Patrick Willis Willis made it, not Khalil Mack's definitely gonna make it. Oh like, yeah. Yeah. Willis did not have a. He was so good in his prime, but he had kind of like a one of those shorter. Yeah, he was just retired. He was just yeah. done with football. But I feel like that proves. I feel like that proves like you can have a really good run and just yeah. retire and still make it, which is good. Yeah. It's like, like you don't have to force yourself. And I was actually gonna. I was actually wondering that because I feel like players today can play longer than they did like 50 years ago in the NFL. Like you could easily have plenty of probably six to eight year career guys in the Hall of Fame. Do you think at some point? that could kind of go away. Not that there's going to be like a, you have to play minimum 10 years, but maybe if, you know, you only play six or seven and you, you know, five all pros, could you, could you get a chance if you dip out? I mean, obviously it's still not the case today because we're still seeing it. Right. Yeah. But I, I was I wondering about I that. See it. Depends on the position too. I don't know. That's true. Like, Quarterback, you might have to play. Yeah. If you're like a running back who puts up like five straight like amazing seasons and then you're done, who knows? Because running backs are already. Point. What's the gimme? What's like what league is the NFL? Is it hard to get in the Hall of Fame in the NFL? You always say one of them is the NBA I, easy. The NBA's the NBA's easiest, I think. Okay, to get in the Hall of Fame, not easy to get become a no. But football is just so weird because I mean, There's so many positions. In yeah, football too, so, it, yeah. Baseball, in my opinion, is the hardest because they the way the voting process works, and even guys you know are going to get in. They a lot of times they'll like drag it out. Like Piazza took I think three years to get in, and but he's the all time leader in home runs. Yeah, for catcher. Like, yeah, it's so not you would like, think you would think though it um, wouldn't be it wouldn't take. Yeah, that so it's just. So, yeah, I feel like with football, there's not like that relationship thing. I think it's more like cut and dry. Like the yeah. people who they nominate are probably going to be the people that get in. So it's like, I don't know. Like they don't really have like a problem with like, oh, these are steroid guys or these are guys who are like, yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. I mean, I it's don't know. Like, I guess you could say some people were dirty, but. Those guys don't seem to really make, like. I don't think Vontez Perfect is gonna be making it to the whole thing. Like, What's he doing these days? I don't know. He could. I could see him being like a defensive line coach for like yeah. a Division two team. He's just grinding it out. Still hits the sleds with the guys. Still hits the guys even too. Maybe. Which, um, by the way, talking about we we're talking about the Hall of Fame class because I, I watched the the award show on Thursday night and obviously. Lamar Chase got a second MVP, but also I was thinking they never announced during the Super Bowl really who wins Super Bowl MVP. And has yeah. has Mahomes won Super Bowl MVP four times? Three. Yeah, three. Oh, three. Yeah. How many does Brady have? Five. Yeah. Okay. Who didn't? Edelman got one. Edelman and Dion Branch. Oh, yeah. So that's something like. Because, like, everyone's MJ's argument, like, he hasn't been to the finals as much, but, you know, six finals, six finals MVPs or whatever. But yeah, that's yeah. Definitely something Mahomes, to we have to, we, that's something that could, because he's had three rings and three MVPs. And yeah. that's actually what I just looked up like five minutes ago. Really? Yeah. Because I was wondering that. I was like, because I thought about it, I was like, oh, wait, Edelman yeah. won one. And I was like, they had good defense. Yeah. 2000, he won the first two. And then 2005, uh, that was their third chip. Deion Branch won it. So two times what wide, position was DM wide Branch? receiver? So Run. two times yeah. wide receiver. 
want it. Um, yeah. So that's crazy. Yeah. It's some. I mean, only two Super Bowl. Ones. <laughs> I mean, you know, he might not go to ten and win seven, but he wins five or six Super Bowls and gets five or six MVPs. Yep. And that's possible. Yeah. Twenty-eight. Yeah. At three. I mean. Yeah. And I'll uh, before I'll move us off a little bit to keep going here because that was some some good talk. We could yeah. probably talk about that even more. Um, but quick uh, trivia: Who's the only wide receiver to catch a pass from Mahomes and Brady? Touchdown pass. A touchdown pass from a home. Does it have to be the playoffs? No. Uh, Juju Smith Schuster. No. Uh, He ever hmm. caught a touchdown on the Chiefs? He played for with both, right? Yeah. Damn. I'm pumping my my guess. I'm going to say. This is hard. Juju was a good guess. He, I don't think he ever caught a touchdown. I mean, he wasn't on either team very long. I'm about to look up his stats to make sure this fact is not wrong. I can't even break the bank with the Juju guess. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, is it gonna? Is it like some mid-tier guy? Oh, see, he caught a touchdown from New England, but Brady was gone. Oh, (laughs) that's what did it. Brady was already gone when he was there. Yeah. Um, it's a guy who was really he had he had a really he had a pretty good prime like short prime and a big downfall. Okay, uh, like, uh, downfall. Yo, I I'm I'm gonna be bummed because I'm definitely gonna know who this is. Oh, with the initials, but I can't even. H E. H E. J J G, oh J G, oh J G, J G, wide receiver. Yeah, you ready? I know. I just said Jimmy Graham. I just keep thinking of Jimmy Graham. No, no. Hold on. Give me, give me okay. ten more seconds. <laughs> you're, you're gonna that be like J G. Oh, Josh Gordon. Yep. Oh, there we go. Who was saying was like J G? What the shit? I wonder if he'll play in the UFL this year. Actually. Because he, he didn't play bad last year in the no. XFL, so what no. the monitor. Oh, yeah. Football's not going for six or seven months. If you like The no. Rock and – Yeah, I might, I might dip into a little yeah. UFL we'll, action. We'll dip into week one and then see see what happens after that. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, Falage is still trucking over there. Oh, my, oh. Yeah, I'm not going to be totally ignorant to the UFL. I'll give it a – yeah, The it Cowboys a... got Brandon Aubrey and Cavante Turbin, two special team, you yeah. know, yeah. studs. Yeah, I don't want to annoy. I just Chris Chris Conley lost or on Sunday night. He was doing some work on special teams. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it was but, weird. Right. Yeah. All right, let's get let's get into some NBA. So we talked trade deadline before the trade deadline happened. Yeah, it was then, last last Thursday was the official yeah. trade deadline. I will say for the Knicks, I mentioned uh, Bogdanovich, and that did happen. We got Burks. Um, I didn't mind the trade because we gave up. We didn't give up a lot. We gave up, Forn- I think, Fournier, which he hasn't been playing at all all year anyway. And so that's a that's a fine trade. Um, but yeah, Sixers made some moves too. One was a little questionable in my eyes, but then it it made sense what you said, Chase. When we when I kind of texted you about it, I didn't realize that. So yeah, they got some uh, 
got some solid options and we'll see. I know they were struggling a little bit and got a, got a tough stretch coming up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we can, we can quickly, I mean, we don't have to go through every single trade. No, definitely the, the Pat Bev one. And and I was that the one you're referring to. Yeah. I just, without knowing that there was another motive in mind that I just thought it was like, huh? Cause he's like a nice, like a chippy guy. That's sometimes nice to have on the team. Oh, completely agree. And I mean, I get the situation. They they want to get Kyle Lowry, which I still think it's it's not official yet. Right? They still no, have... I don't think so. Oh, it's not. No, I don't oh, think so. So which is I thought it was. I think it's I mean, more just paperwork at this point than it being yeah. oh not until thirty minutes ago. Oh, okay. he signs. Nice. So he won't play till after the All Star break because they only got one more game. But the biggest thing with the Pat Bev trade, I mean, campaign is he's a backup point guard, but, and, you know, some of our friends made these comments, Sixers friends, fans, and like we gave Pat Bev to the Bucks, and then we gave Jaden Springer to the Celtics and, and Jaden Springer. I mean, I wasn't a huge fan of him. He did play really good defense against Curry in the Warriors game. Like I watched, I'm like, dang, this guy can defend, you know, elite guard level, which is one of the hardest things to do, but two guys going to, the biggest two competitors in the East, the two teams that the Sixers have been trying to knock off for six years now. And so, I mean, the trades there are a little questionable. Um, but obviously the the biggest one was the Buddy Heald one. They they lost a couple draft picks, Marcus Morris, Furkan Korkmaz. So, I mean, a lot of just overall asset, not a ton of valuable assets. So I'm okay with it. Uh, Buddy Heald's, 31 so you know he's not old yet i think i always thought he was an underrated player i thought if he was put in the right system or the right team he can succeed and his in his short amount of time so far we're seeing that on the sixers i mean he's getting buckets buddy buckets everyone remembers him from oklahoma on that that march some of those march that march madness team um coming up soon coming up soon but now i'm excited for him he spreads the floor. I mean, that's the biggest thing, right? Jaden, Jaden Springer, Pat Bev, they couldn't knock down threes. Um, Maxi can only do so much sometimes. And I- I'm excited for that trade. It's, they cleared the cap space to to bring in Lowry. It's it's official. AFR dropping the news real time. Yeah, Maury <laughs> posted a photo of the contract on Instagram, which is how it became official. Classic. So, but I mean, we'll we'll see how it all plays out. I think overall. You know, trade deadline from top to bottom. It was busy on Tuesday or on Thursday. There was nothing prior. I mean, it was it was a ghost town, but super busy on Thursday. A lot of just seems like more financial moves. There were no blockbuster trades. I mean, when Those I came before the deadline, like Siakam and like the um, the Knicks with uh, OG. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like a and those trades came before, but it wasn't like in yeah previous years. There's been some giant superstar names. Yeah. I mean, when, when you go, when I wake up, you know, Friday morning and I look at like the headline and it's Seth Curry in a Hornets jersey next to Dell Curry in a Hornets jersey, I'm like, okay. Well, it's because he's got <laughs> the same number and then yeah, Dell's, but... the, Dell's the announcer for the Hornets and then he got all emotional talking about it. They're one of the worst teams in the league and I feel like Dell. Then they beat the Pacers last night. Of course. So, but. I don't know. That that's not know, anything. So, but we'll see ultimately how the Sixers plays out. The good thing is I don't think it can hurt them that much. And 
I'm excited. I like Buddy Heald. Um, you know, I liked him in Oklahoma. I've liked him on the Kings, on the Pacers, and I think he'll be a good fit. And I'm excited that they're going to run this out, that the Sixers are going to run this out. They were really sliding, you know, snuck by the Wizards Saturday night, but then super shorthanded against a very hot Cavs team last night. And, you know, they they grinded that one out. Ricky Council, the fourth, he got a bunch of garbage time minutes early on in the year when MB was always sitting out, and he played so well. And he got real-time minutes last night, and and he's proving to be, you know, a solid role player, uh, undrafted rookie, and excited about that. But a huge win. They got one more game against the Heat before the All-Star break. If they can somehow steal that one, you know, and – We'll see. They'll be super shorthanded again, though. No, no Tobias, no Mountain, no Batum, no Embiid. You know, see, Roko's still out too, Chase. Yeah, that's all right. I mean, I I don't want to totally dump on Roko. I think he'll be valuable come the playoffs, but if he gets swept up in the confetti, I totally understand why. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but no, I I think. Uh... Just going back to the Knicks, um, they were sliding a little bit too. And obviously they had a tough loss the other night, but they've also been dealing with some injury stuff. Like Randall hasn't been playing. Uh, they've been relying. I mean, you got Thibodeau again, who's just playing playing these guys to no end. And I, I don't know how to fix it, but like Brunson, like last night, Brunson, 39 minutes. Josh Hart, 42 minutes. Steven Chenjo, 41 minutes. Oh, my gosh. Like these guys are just getting – and then an Alec Burks off the bench, 17 minutes, and goes one for eight from the floor. So, right. the Knicks in Is this general, his second stint on the yeah, Knicks? Yeah, it's the second stint on the Knicks. I wonder if that would ever be an immaculate grid category. Oh, like two, two stints. Yeah, Could two be. stints, same team. Josh Hamilton. Yeah. Yeah. Nicole Hardman. Nicole Hardman. Oh, yeah. I just have a segment for that. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Our favorite two-time. I'm sure there's guys who even went three times. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's deep down the hole. That's like – that's you're getting into like your three-inning save guys where it's it's very limited. No, I'm excited. I'm not that excited for the NBA All Star no. stuff, but I'm I'm excited for the Sixers, and I hope they can just stay competitive. Yeah, for me, this is a point in the NBA where I kind of stop paying attention. If I'm being honest, I'll I, give I, you props yeah. for paying attention this long. It just because baseball starts, then you have March Madness, and then I just get wrapped up in those two things and kind of forget about the NBA yeah. for a little bit, or I don't follow it as closely. I mean, the start of a season and the postseason are the two best things. And obviously, baseball starting, it's hype because, I mean, you get into the like the May, June, July t- time frame where a lot of people tune out, right? But the start of baseball is exciting. March Madness, that takes up your basketball time for that. I mean, I feel like even the NBA players oh, yeah. know. So, YouTube TV with four games so, on at once is going to be fantastic. Yeah. It's actually. Perfect as a 76ers fan. Baseball starts March Madness happens, and hopefully by the time all that's done, maybe Embiid will be back. So there you go. Yeah. All right. Well, talking about some baseball, let's we're gonna do a quick uh top free agent. So we got we first of all, pitchers and catchers are back for not everywhere, I guess. I guess certain teams have pitchers and catchers. 
but we have some big names that still have not signed. And I think all five of these guys, or at least four of the five, are Scott Boris clients. So no surprise there. But they still have not signed for a team. Um, the biggest one was, I think, Jorge Soler just signed with the Giants for mm-hmm. $42 million or so. Um, so, yeah, let's, let's talk quick uh, of the five biggest free agents remaining. Yeah. And so I'm going to share this with you guys. So you guys can see this. So here's the five. And so we have Blake's. Then these are their former teams. So these guys still haven't signed? Nope, still nowhere. So Blake Snell, Cy Young, Cy Young winner last year. J.D. Martinez, Bellinger, Matt Chapman, and Jordan Montgomery. These are big names. All still free agents. Um, <laughs> all right, that's you, – you got any predictions? So we're just going to try to put what team yeah. we think they're going to go to. Yeah. All right, I'm going to start us off with the ultimate take, and I'm going to say Blake Snell, nobody by the time the season starts. <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh. gosh. <laughs> with the nobody pick. No one's going to sign. He'll get picked up. He'll get signed, but not right away. I'm going to add Trevor Bauer to this just for another nobody. Then. Is that the first time ever a Cy Young winner doesn't get a contract off that year? That's that would probably be. Oh yeah, this is a really bad nobody for me to pick my nobody for him. I mean, he can hold out, right? Like, yeah. I mean, that's it's not. I don't think it's out of the question. Scott Boris is because the the there was a report earlier the Yankees offered him like 150 million and he wanted more. I think. Yeah. Why don't players just want to win, bro? I mean, maybe this doesn't want to go to the Yankees either. Okay, I'm okay. Yeah. I'm gonna. Personally, say Blake Snell is going to go. It's a really cold pick by me, by the way. Yeah. It, it, it's interesting because there's not a lot of suit. It doesn't feel like there's a lot of suitors for him, even though he's obviously a great pitcher. Um, but he he's going to want a big contract. And I don't know how many teams this late in free agency are willing to like yeah. give that big contract. So it's probably going to be some type of contract that has an opt-out after the first year if he wants it. So he could retest free agency. But I'm going to go with – I know the Giants just made a splash, but I'm going with the Giants for okay. Snell. Yeah, that's a good point. I was leading the Giants. They just seem like they're willing to just drop insane amounts of money for no apparent reason. Uh, let me think. Is there anyone and, else that I could see getting Blake Snell? And they missed out. They went in on Yamamoto. They missed out on him. They've yeah, gone true. in on some other big free agents. So I just – yeah, yeah. Plus, that division that we talked about the hell you know, we always hyped up the NL East and then it didn't play out. But right now, NL West is showing up. They could be the best division of baseball this year. And okay. it seems like teams are like the Giants. You would just want to load up to try to compete. I like it. Yeah. I, uh, well, I think I'm realizing I'm between two teams within the same division, but. This okay. might be out of the box, and it might just fit. But I think the Cardinals might come in hot with like a one-year deal. I was thinking of them. I like it. Okay, okay. Cardinals like and the other team I was thinking of was the Cubs, but okay, they would probably be like similar deals. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's go to JD Martinez. So DH Dodgers um, last year, I it, this. 
the Mets were talked about. I don't think they're actually going to sign them. I think they're comfortable with Beatty and Vientos and kind of using those guys. And they've made it pretty clear 2024 is kind of a stepping stone type of year to go full on go for 2025. Um, so Martinez, Martinez is a tough one for me because he's, he's basically limited to DH. And so you have to think about teams that are willing to do yeah. that on paper. The, the most sense to me is the Angels. They have a glaring hole in DH. At this point, they would be starting Aaron Hicks as their DH, which is god-awful. That is a terrible DH. He can't, even, he can't even hit 150 and hit 10 home runs. So I'm going to go Angels. Angels. Oh, we should make some type of a bet out of this, by the way. Okay. We might have to come with something off it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I uh, my pick talking about two stints one team. I say he circles back to the Tigers. That's okay, cool. I like that. All right, so so far two rebuilding teams. Yeah, yeah. I think I might contribute with that. I think I think a team like the Pirates could come in and just get them on a, a one year deal. I could see that. Yeah, they can and flip them at the deadline if they're not contending. They have the money. Yeah. They have yeah. money. They need they need somebody. He could be maybe a little bit of a mentor. They're the younger guys. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. All right. Next up, Cody Bellinger on the Cubs last year. Big rebound year for him. Yeah, he good year. Yeah, coming off a pretty down year with the Dodgers and going to the Cubs on a one-year deal and having a great year. Um, I think he turned down a qualifying offer. So if a team signs him, that's probably another hiccup there going to lose some draft compensation but i'll start off i think he's going to get re-signed with the cubs i think the cubs are gonna want him back and i think they they haven't made a big splash this this offseason i think they can afford it yeah i agree i think he's going to go back to the cubs they haven't done anything to show that they're not bringing in other people so it kind of just seems like they're going to circle back to him yeah i low-key i'm going to pivot here i'm i don't know the the outfield uh depth off the top of my my head but i'm gonna go pivot back to the nl west and i think the diamondbacks are gonna skirt in it seems like a lot of these players can end up getting one-year deals and okay. make room Gonna Full disclosure, out. he is from Arizona too. So yeah, it's not bad. I mean, they got so they got Carol Marte. Oh, yeah, I'm trying to think of their Alec Thomas is out there. Marte's playing center these days, right? I think. I think so. Yeah. Uh, I mean, during the playoffs, they had Marte at second and Alec Thomas out there. Oh yeah, yeah. Alec Thomas. Okay. And uh, Tommy Pham for. Yeah, but Pham. Whatever that was worth. Pham is a free agent. I don't. Yeah. Know has he even signed yet? I don't think he has either. I don't think so. Did you guys see, and not to get off track, Fan was at the Super Bowl. There was a post he was at the Super Bowl and then got bored and watched the rest as ho- went home like at the second quarter and then watched the rest on his TV. Oh, my gosh. That's something. I you feel like the baseball player saying they got bored is just like the ultimate. Like After a 30-minute segment, we went off about how good of a game it was. Yes. Yeah, so I never – I wasn't the biggest ever – Tommy Fam fan, but well, Tommy Fam, you fall into the category of why football sucks. 
No, I like that pick. I think I think they can make it work, especially with the DH and the NL. I mean, they can easily do that. So, all right, Matt Chapman, Blue Jays. All right, let's. Well, we can get through this. Yeah. Third base. I don't like corner. going. I don't like going first. He's a third baseman. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna say back to the to the team that's willing to just spend insane amounts of money for no apparent reason. I think the Giants will just come in and sign Matt Chapman at the end of or in the middle of spring training. I like it. I am going to go Tigers. I think they have a glaring oh. hole at third base, and I think they can compete in the AL Central. And if they're willing to spend the money, I think the uh, Tigers could be a, a play here. Yeah. I need, I'm I mean, going to need a little, little bit of assistance here. Sorry, what was that, Chase? I was going to say they're paying Javi Baez so they could <laughs> justify paying Matt Chapman. Yeah. Yeah, they're that's definitely fair. paying Javi. Yeah, that's, that's a brick. Who's, um, who's the Yankees' current third baseman? I feel like it's no one notable. Otherwise, it'd be jumping off in my head. Yeah, I think the I think the Yankees were actually looking at bringing back Gio Urshela because their third base is not great. I'm going Yankees. I'm going Yankees. Nothing popped into my head, and I was. I mean, they're always willing to spend money on Chapman. Fits the profile. Got a baby face. Chapman has a ring, right? Does he? No. I thought he was on the Dodgers at one point. He's in Blue Jays. That's it. Yeah. He's been wow. in baseball hell. <laughs> Gosh, yeah. Least, yeah. <laughs> Not that he's going to win on the Yankees, but. Mm. I mean, it's better than the Blue Jays, you think. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Last but not least, Jordan Montgomery. I'll start off, rattle this home. I got to hit a resign. I haven't hit one yet. So I'm just going to say the Rangers figure it out and to bring them back and they want to make another run. Okay. Short and simple. <laughs> Bless you. I'm going to go kind of what you guys did. I'm in everyone. Um, Ryan, you didn't pick him. I'm going to go Cardinals. I think the uh, he's been with the Cardinals before also. Yeah. And so I think Cardinals are going to spend some money. I could definitely see Rangers, though, as well. I'd, I'd Either one, I want some propies. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You, you can go Rangers with me if you don't want to lose to me. No, I'm going to go Cardinals. Okay. I'm not going to lose to you. You have nobody. Yeah. I'm going to do the unsexy pick and pick the Rangers, too. I think it just makes too much sense. They haven't really addressed it, and he doesn't yeah. really seem to be mentioned with a whole lot of other teams. Yeah, and the biggest thing with the Rangers is DeGrom is at least out probably still till the second half of the year. Scherzer is probably out at least till May, maybe longer. So they, are, they could finish the year with a really good rotation, but – yeah, and I can see the Dodgers. I mean, the Dodgers rotation has tons of question marks. They are not the super team that everyone thinks they are. Yeah, they spent money on two pitchers, and they still need yeah. to figure out the other three. Yeah, and they're relying on Walker Bueller, who's been out for two straight years. Kershaw has is out till like August. So all these other things that, um, yeah. and then so I appreciate you guys doing that. That was fun. I mean, and that doesn't even include like Joey Votto, Zach Greinke, Tim Anderson, guys who Phillies, teams Phillies. Phillies for which? Both. Tim Anderson Ew. and Joey Votto. I don't know. Joey Votto and Granky. <laughs> you want Granky? <laughs> I don't know. Oh. Was, I think Granky probably should have retired, honestly. <laughs> yeah. No, no. This is this is simple. We're running this just like we did before. Whoever gets first, the guy in last has to buy him a six-pack. Is everyone cool with that? Okay. Yeah. Nice and simple. Let's do it. You ever finish that six-pack I got you in the mix of six? Yeah. Yeah. Some weird stuff in there. Uh-huh. All right. So 
Chase, we quickly uh well Ryan, you can you can hop into obviously. Yeah. But uh UFC two ninety eight uh this weekend. We can quickly touch on it and just uh kind of go down. Yeah, we can do a quick quick uh get the UFC tab up there, Ben. I'm working on it, my guy. I got I no got no the UFC tab. I see what you're saying. Oh, the, I'm the, up the banner. The banner. Picking up what you're putting down. Sure, was pretty sweet. Yeah. For everyone watching out there, we appreciate you, by the way, yeah. while, while Ben tries to figure out. Of course, he gets it in two seconds when we're live, and I have to stall. I always choke. <laughs> I was ready to stall right there. All right. So, UFC, I don't know how. Is this? Yeah, you want yeah, to. coming to. You probably want to zoom in some, though, or, or knock us off the screen, either or. I could zoom in a little bit. Zoom in like that. I just know. I was sick at home that one time. Sometimes mm. you need a little. All right. There's zoomed in for you guys. So, um, we don't have to talk about the whole card, Chase, because it's a big card. But um, if there's anything that, you know, sticks out to you, um, I mean, Volk and Tapora, people are – I still don't think Volk's going to lose, but I think this could be a really tough test for him. Yeah, I agree. I think this is the first time in a while he's getting somebody – I mean, put the Makachev thing aside. I think it's the first time somebody in the division outside of Max Holloway really has shown something that can right. give him a run for his money. Yep, I agree. I I don't know. I don't have a pick or anything. I just think it'll be a good fight. Yeah, I don't know how it's I – can, I can see both ways in this. I'm not really torn on one guy. Like I think both guys are really deserving at this point. Agreed. All right, well, co-main, you got Whitaker Costa. Costa finally getting back into the ring. Yeah, God. Jesus. What? How long has he been out of the 16 fights? Like, I mean, he got canceled. He literally, canceled. Fights, he canceled. literally fights once a year. Canceled. Oh, there he is. <laughs> 20. I guess Luke all... Rockhold. Jeez. A cooked Luke Rockhold. Last time he fought was 2022. Yeah. Yeah, and he fought once in 2021. Once. So he's. This is ridiculous. So he's got one win since 29. So since 2020, he's got one win. No, he won in 2021. No, he's got one win, though. Oh. He lost his Oh, you're right. And he's only fought three times, basically. Yeah. So I still, I mean, Whitaker is still a a beast. Um, I don't know. I, I still, I wouldn't. What are the odds on that? The odds on Whitaker minus 265. Ooh. So it's pretty heavy favorite for Whitaker. Yeah. Yeah, but just think you bet $265, you win 100. Might be the easiest $100 I win in my life. So that your unit size went up. My. (laughs) Dude, after that that Super Bowl AFR hit, you know, I'm, I'm ready to. Explode my units. Uh, just for the record, I also I had to put the Chiefs in a five team futures parlay. You know I had to do it. Oh my goodness! So now I'm gonna I ha- I'm gonna have a bet up there for a while. Oh my goodness! <laughs> you got like the one time you got like the first two or three got really interesting. Well, I had it's because I had UConn winning it all and they won it all, and that was before the tournament started. Yeah. So that was one of those picks I like was like holy crap. Yeah, and like then plus. you have the Sixers as the NBA team and they didn't come through. So, I sorry. I thought I thought they. Yeah. But now, just one thing that I noticed. I mean, you know, I don't follow the UFC as closely as you both do, but a lot of sports have like 
a region or a nat, you know, a nationality or a country where a lot of, you know, the players come from. I feel like the UFC is one of the most diverse sports. Oh yeah. Like, I feel like you got you can literally come from everywhere, anywhere, because as long as you have the training capabilities and that fierce competitor level, like I don't know. I mean, like the NFL football is mainly here. You know, baseball, you have your specific regions throughout the world. And obviously it depends on where you're at and what you're into. But, you know, anyone can grow up saying they want to beat the crap out of someone else. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, you got some like main hubs for the UFC, like the US and Brazil. And I'd say like Russia. (laughs) That's your Brazil. Brazil. Three like main places. Um, But yeah, they definitely. I mean, they do a lot of expand. They're, Dana White talks about all the time with his his places, like the one in Mexico. They're trying to do and um, Africa. They want to branch out to. So, yeah, but it's good because fighting's in like almost every culture. So, yeah, there's a good chance they can go to like every single country and find at least one person yep. that can make it to the UFC, which is yep. crazy. I'm just waiting for the UFC, like. March Madness version. Uh, PFL had something like that where they had like a playoff bracket. Really? But yeah, yeah. I guess the, it sounds better than it is. The cause... first like UFC event was kind of like that. Was that with like the big uh, bowling ball dude? Uh, yeah. What's his name? Dang it! Uh, Came from the WWE, right? No, his name was with a B. The big like round guy. Nothing. Got nothing. But yeah, that was like more of a tournament. But they were just purposely picking like different styles against different styles. Like now it'd be just. I mean, the UFC could literally just do their top one through 64 fighters and then put them in a thing. Yeah. In a tournament and then see what happens. Because they have enough people to do that, but. It just takes so long. I, I get, and I mean, it's different because they don't have like a season or you know a time of the year. They're always kind of just yeah. going. So oh, you... butterbean! <laughs> oh, butterbean! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They really only take like two weeks off during the whole year. It's like Christmas and New Year's, and then like in the middle of the summer. But that's pretty much it. Okay. All right, we and we can. I mean, there's just the only other fight I really was going to touch on is Henry Cejudo back in the ring again. It's always kind of entertaining to see him. He's kind of a trash talker. Probably consider him a top ten guy of all time, just because of his two belts. But I don't, I don't know. That might be a stretch. Um, maybe top twenty. But yeah. uh, I think Marab is going to win this fight. I think so, too. I think he's just going to piece him up, and yeah. it's nothing against Cejudo. I think Cejudo five years ago would have pieced up Marab, but Agreed. it's just the level of Marab's peaking and Cejudo's on the back end, and it's kind of like when Stylebender fought Anderson Silva. It's just like, they're two... It'd be a really interesting fight if they were both around the same points. Yeah, he lasts yeah, he last lost in the UFC in 2018. Oh so he's just been on an after. What are his odds? I'm about to put him with Whitaker. Minus yeah. 205. That is oh. that is definitely going to be a pick for me. I'm going to put Marab. that. Myself. I don't know. It's, it's a little juicy just for by itself. But yeah. Uh, yeah, minus 205 on that one. Yeah. And where is he from? Georgia, the country. 
That's yeah. somewhere obscure. Yeah. That is not a – and he hasn't lost since 2018, just straight from Georgia, just mowing guys down. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, and that's – is there any anything else from the uh, the card you wanted to talk about, Chase? Uh, no. I mean, all the fights are going to be good. and Yeah. But uh, those are the ones that, to me, are going to be the ones that uh, probably make the most noise. Yeah, we'll, we'll touch on it next week. We can just talk if there was anything crazy that happened. But, yeah, I think we'll we'll wrap that up here. Yeah. And uh, we'll do a separate video when we do our Immaculate Grid. But uh, on that note, we appreciate everyone for listening, for watching, however you're getting our podcast. We appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah, hit us up. Peace. <laughs>